everybody, welcome back to Two Hot Messes. I'm Eunice. Hello everyone, I'm Waven. And on this episode, we are going to talk about something that's very dear to our culture. Mm-hmm. Because now we're doing this podcast on Saturday, but since three days after yeah. today, on Tuesday, it is going to be the Mooncake Festival. Yep, it's just around the corner. We're so excited. So we decided to talk about the Mooncake Festival and dedicate an entire episode just for it. Because yeah. I can gladly say it's probably my favorite holiday. Same Dang. here. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Like, how would you rank all of your like favorite holidays? I think we can both agree that Mooncake Festival is number one, right? 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. What would you be like your second, third? Ooh, okay. My second one is actually a tie. So it's like Christmas and Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. Then third is Winter Solstice. And then uh, number four is Dumping Festival. And then number five is like the other celebrations. Like, you know, like Bali, Hari Raya, you know? Nice, we love the inclusion, love the multiculturalism, <laughs> fellow Malaysians. For yep. me, I would say it's quite similar as well. I would say Mooncake Festival is number one. And then I would say Christmas, probably number two. And then Ooh. after that, it would be a tie between Winter Solstice and 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 and, and, and Dumpling Festival. Nice. And then Chinese New Year. I think Chinese New Year is fun, but like over the years, I think I got a, a, it, my memories got a little bit gray mm-hmm. because it's so long. <laughs> it's like 14 days. <laughs> and then after that would be Halloween. I loved Halloween growing up. Ooh. And then after that would be etc. Like Hari Raya, Deepavali, Taipusam, etc. etc. Nice. Nice. So, well, it's funny how we had like r- different rankings of our favorite holidays, but Mooncake Festival remains the winner, baby. Yeah. Woo. So let's talk about why we like Mooncake Festival so much. Would you like to start? Oh my goodness! Why do I love Mooncake Festival? Mooncakes, come on! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's I know, <laughs> but that's a good reason. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, though, no, on a serious note, why I love Mooncake? I think because I have so many fond memories, especially, like, of course, like, other celebrations, I do have fond memories, but I don't know why. For some reason, Mooncake Festival is, like, the one celebration that whenever you ask me what actually, what do you actually do, I can just immediately say, oh, we we had lanterns, we had people coming over at night, you know, and then, like, it was, it was like, I have a lot of good memories. I think that's why I love Mooncake Festival so much. And I think it's one of the celebrations that should be more appreciated, especially, like, as part of, it should be our, considered a main holiday. Like, come on. Yeah, I know. Like, this has a lot of significance culturally, so I don't see why it would hurt to give us a holiday on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so true. What do you mm-hmm. like Mooncake Festival? Similarly, I also like Mooncake Festival because of the fond memories. I think somehow, like, is this a universal experience? Do we all just have, like, really, really great 
memories during Mooncake Festival. Like, dang, I, I would agree too. I would say that this holiday is the one holiday that I didn't have any like negative emotions connected to it or associated with it. I did not have anything about Mooncake Festival that I didn't like. It mm. all just falls into part and parcel of happiness and I just associate it with joy. Yay. I think one of my fond memories is mainly because I got together with family more often. And, Aww. you know, my family is always so fun because I in my family, there's a lot of like younger ones. Like, mm. in the past, I would used to play with my cousins who are like four, five, eight, Aww. things like that. So it's always like always so energetic and lively and there's so much youthful energy going on. And we always will have like a hundred of different fun activities to do instead of like just talking around which i feel like more adults do you know just like sit and chat which to me it's like it's i'm not gonna i don't want to seem like a b but you guys are kind of boring (laughs) and that's why and that's why and that's why i always like to play with the kids because like it's just so much more fun and so much more hyped up like yes. you can just feel that there's so much more energy. Absolutely. Okay, so Absolutely. yeah, I I I would say one that's one of my nostalgia memories. Another thing would be okay. Let me just like introduce you how it is usually during the Mooncake Festival on my family okay. side. So, okay. in terms of every year during the Mooncake Festival, we will always gather together and have something called a Tuan Yin. So I would say it's very common in a lot of Chinese families. Tuan Yin is basically you gathering together and you eat together, but it's like in a round table and it signifies like all of us getting together and family bond and connection and things like that. And I think that's really sweet. For Mooncake Festival, a lot of times... I would probably be wearing traditional clothing. I love that part because I just feel like such the main character. Like, look at my (laughs) cute clothes and things like that. And for food, I would also say mooncakes is like a huge plus factor because my favorite thing about Mooncake Festival is mooncake. I mean, like, mooncake is in the name itself. I always love, like, the brown skin one. I think you would agree as well. Delicious. <laughs> I know, right? What was your favorite one? I think mine was the OG one, like the lotus paste one. Is that your favorite? Yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the OG is like always the better one. The lotus paste is like. Oh, can I like ask? So can I ask? Do you eat the egg yolk in the middle? Actually, I do. I mean, I am actually kind of obsessed with it. I mean, my oh mom, yeah, my mom made mooncakes recently during Malaysia Day, so she basically had uh, I think ten that were egg yolk because she knows that I love to eat egg yolk and also my dad. So, and then the other two were without yolk. So I'm like, ooh, more yolks for me. <laughs> <laughs> Salted egg yolk is. Is the highlight of the mooncake, but for oh, yeah. me, I would always avoid it. I'm not sure oh? about now. I'm not sure if my taste buds has changed, but in the past, I would try not to eat 
the yellow part in the middle. I would like the sweet part because you know I I have the palate of like a five year old girl. So you know, bear with me. If... <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah. Also, one thing that I always liked eating is that somehow during Mooncake Festival we will always eat pomelo. Oh. Oh, that's so cool. I don't remember if yeah. anything does or not. Probably not. I think, yeah, I think it's a universal thing to eat pamelo during Mooncake Festival. But a lot of people yeah. don't do it. But I, I do think it's a universal thing. And I think a lot of me, more people do it. Maybe because yeah. it's pamelo season that time. But either way, yeah. I just love it so much. I feel like any fruit is just my favorite. But this fruit is chef's kiss. Um, It's like mm. God's favorite. Yeah. Nice. In terms... Yeah, in terms of activities, um, during Mooncake Festival, I would, I we would have a lot of activities, we, like we would always play with candles outside. <gasps> nice. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I know all the like white people are like screaming at me, be like, "Why? That's an activity? <laughs> like you guys are like having fun with fire?" Oh I mean, like, yes. And what you're gonna do about it, Jessica? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no judging here. This is no, this is a judgment free zone, okay? Yeah, but it's like it's like common, I guess, to play mm. with candles, and then we would always walk around the neighborhood with <gasps> lanterns, and this is my favorite part about it. Lanterns have a very huge cultural significance, especially during Monkey Festival. Oh yes. Oh, so we yes. would always buy a lot. And we would like, you know, put the candle in the middle and we would just like hold it and walk around our entire neighborhood. And it's just so, oh my God, the feeling is so nice because it's nighttime, by the way. The lanterns look so pretty against the night light. You see the big giant full moon in the sky just lighting up everything. And my neighborhood is like pretty great. It has a lot of nature there. So while just walking around with the cool breeze, like, flowing at oh, you yeah. when oh, you're you're surrounded with your loved ones you're just talking you're just chit-chatting you're having fun you're walking and it's just oh i i would love to have that feeling again i just want to feel something again man like i want to be a child again and experience that all over again me too me too mm-hmm. so yeah same as i used i also used to walk around the neighborhood too and like my my dad would like light up the candle for me because like he told me like I shouldn't be lighting up because I'm you know I'm too young but he always like mm-hmm. helped me my brother and then sometimes like he he's a he used to be a lecturer right so so usually like his students will always like come over and then there was so much fun there was so much fun and then they, mm-hmm. they used to like like me and my brother then we used to like all of us just walk in one large group around the neighborhood with our lanterns and it was just like ah and I see like no other neighbors like around us all just like this is our this is our <laughs> territory <laughs> like no one's messing with it and it's just like yeah like you say like the cold breeze and the full moon nice yeah I know I'm experiencing it again I feel like mm, I hate being old <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> but it's okay i mean like even though we're old we're still young at heart so Yay! we'll you know nice. what nice. screw what society says man like we're never too old to do what we love to do Absolutely and as long as we're not. being passionate about something and we're not harming society mm. go for it you know yeah <clears throat> absolutely <sighs> so much fun memories 
Any other memories you have? Yeah, I actually introduced an activity into my family one year and we just made that as a thing. <laughs> so I invented this. Oh my it God. was actually an activity which is making our own lanterns. So, ah! you know, little Miss DIY queen, like hey, little Miss Crafty, hey. she was just <clears throat> obsessed with arts and crafts because, you know, little kids, um, you know, little kids like arts and crafts. And as the big sister, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to be their favorite sister. So I appealed <laughs> to them by using glitter and paper and scissors. Cool. And henceforth, a new tradition in the Wong family was born. So, nice. yeah, every year we would make our own lantern and I would be so proud of myself and I wish I could give a gold star to myself because I was just proud of my my very, very uh, <laughs> dysfunctional but creative lantern. Hey, 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 I already give you a gold star, so no worries. Even if I didn't see a moon lantern before, but I'm sure it looks nice. Thank you. The nine-year-old Eunice would probably appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, so enough about me. How about your memories? Do you have any um, nostalgic memories that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah. So last time when I was, my, my parents used to like work in the same college as like, you know, they're both lecturers and stuff. So last time when I was younger, I used to like, they used to like take me and my brother to like, go to the college and then like basically like every mooncake celebration they will always have like a mooncake night which is basically like the coolest thing ever so sometimes like so usually they'll like have performances of like you know like stories about Chang'e stories like ribbon dances and then they sometimes add in like different stories <gasps> about like yeah I know and then Recall, I forgot which year was it, but I remember one year being the most significant because not only there's performances, but they have a freaking exhibit about mooncake. So it's like there's both like in the hall. It was like there's some about mooncake, there's some about like the games there, and I think there's some about the history and stuff. I remember I played with a, I remember I tried to play a Diablo with my brother and I failed epically. It was just like what you know, what was the most specific thing like. Yeah, it was so much fun. And then like, I used to like being like the silly kid. I was just like, oh my god, look at the moves. Ah, so <laughs> I was like, go crazy. <laughs> I, I'm like, ah. And I'll be, it would probably be embarrassing because I kind of like make like silly jokes and stuff. But that time I didn't really care. So I was just like, you know, it's fun. It was so much fun. <sighs> and now, yeah, that sounds super fun. <laughs> I don't go there anymore, but my mom said, don't ever go. It's boring now. And I'm like, no. Why? Like, why would she say that? That sounds so fun from what you described to me. No, no. In a way, like, boring in the sense that there's no such, there's no such thing anymore. Oh. Oh, that's such a pity. Yeah. Ugh, break my heart. <laughs> but at least I get to keep that memory in my in my head all the time, so... Oh well. Yeah, got to got you got to enjoy it while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> Don't know why. <laughs> they just removed this fun stuff, which sucks. Maybe one day we could go elsewhere because I'm pretty sure they still have these festivals. Or we could just create our own and be like Eunice and Wavern's 
Mooncake Festival celebration. Oh my god. Fair. <laughs> Imagine how cool that would be. That would be so much fun. Yeah, we should definitely do it. I would I would probably be on the I would probably be on the performance team cuz like when you mentioned like dances and ribbon dances I was like that's me girl. That's that's my calling like yeah. So me I'm in the art and craft department so Nice. And then maybe your mom can like be in the booth of like cooking mooncakes. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Dang. That would be such a f- Okay everyone keep in mind this is a future plan. <laughs> Hopefully we have the money to do it. <laughs> money and facilities. That's important. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Well <sighs> Okay, so it, since you mentioned booths and performances and all that and since you mentioned like festivals and booths and things like that, it kinda reminded me of school. And I know in secondary school oh. we didn't really celebrate it much. I'm pretty sure the the best thing we got was like a mooncake or something, which is like not really yeah. that big of a deal. But in primary school, I remember that my Chinese teacher always used to tell me stories, tell the whole class stories about mooncake festival and where and significance of it and stories and things like that. That's so, cool. yeah. So, do we want to talk a bit about the stories that we've used to listen to? Okay, sure. I'll mention one version, then you can mention the other. Okay, okay. so... Okay, so the one that I know, uh, currently reading off here. So, so last... So, this is a legend, guys. This is not real. <laughs> but, yeah. So, okay. So, long, long, long time ago, on Earth, there used to be 10 suns in the sky. I know, crazy, right? So it was like it was like, it was so hot at that time, and then like there was no there was no night time, that time, and like there's no night. So everyone was like it was super hot. They couldn't deal with farming crops and like taking care of the animals and stuff because it was really hot. So one day, this skilled archer named Ho Yi. Oh my goodness! Hopefully, I don't butcher his name. Um, so he was a skilled archer. So he decided to shoot down. The ten sons, he shot down nine, but he didn't shoot down one. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, keep that in mind, everyone. So so, but then this goddess is like, oh, you did you did well. So um, uh, she gave him an elixir. Now that elixir is no, it's no ordinary elixir. It's an elixir of immortality. So it's only it's like it's it's a prize procession usually reserved for immortals who have achieved enlightenment. So yeah. And then of course he was happy, but he didn't he didn't want to use it at first because it's like because you say it's only enough for one person, but he didn't want to be immortal without his wife, you see. His wife is Chang'e. So he's like, oh I don't don't want to leave without her, you see. So he decided to, like, you know what? I'm just gonna, like, keep the elixir and stuff. So actually, Chang'e uh, found the gift, you know, and she thought, okay, uh, like, that's the elixir. But she didn't she didn't drink it at first. So the one that I recall was that um, uh, Ho Yi was also a teacher to some of the students. But of course, like, 
some of the one of the students had an ulterior motive, so he was he found out that oh, Hoi has the elixir, so he planned to steal it from him. But mm-hmm. Kaka was like, no, you're not gonna have it. So she drank and sacrificed herself, and once she did that, she flew up to the moon, and Hoi was so devastated. He's like, oh no, like she's she's gone. You see, so this is the one that I and I. Another part, a significant part that I recall. So it's just like, so in honor of her, he decided to like put out her favorite desserts and treats just to like honor her when she's in the full, when she's on the moon. So that's how Monkey Festival is born. Nice. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, the story, the version that I heard was quite similar to yours, but oh. I would say that there's a lot of inconsistencies in the story, <sighs> like, true. Into, like because like there's so many versions of the story which right. have been retold and retold mm-hmm. so we can never know what's the real one but I guess you can choose to believe what is the real one and I think choosing to believe your version of story is just really touch- heartwarming and touching because it just mm-hmm. shows how strong the love between Chang'e and Hoi was yeah. and I think that's really sweet uh-huh. In my story, however, <laughs> yeah, love is gonna crash and burn. Oh my god! <laughs> Mine is just why, like in flames. Why you gotta so, people's hearts? So yeah, the story that I heard, or, or at least like what my memory serves me right, because honestly, I don't remember. I'm so sorry, Ugh. and I had to ask my parents five minutes earlier for this. But you know, my parents are always right. So mm-hmm. you nice. can trust their source. The source is <laughs> trust me, bro. Okay, anyways. Um it's the beginning is similar, like Holy shot down nine sons, excellent archer, loved his wife Chang'e. The goddess gave him a bottle of elixir that could make him immortal um, yeah. as a reward. Mm-hmm. Same thing. But um Here's where it's different. Hoi didn't want to become immortal because he wanted to stay with Chang'e. That's the oh. version that I was told. So he didn't drink the elixir and he asked Chang'e to keep it safe for him. Oh. So I was told that Chang'e actually told the elixir because she wanted to be immortal. Oh. And I was told that she purposely swallowed the pill Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this angered Hoi, and oh. I think, I think <clears throat> something went wrong. Oh. I think something went wrong with her being immortal, but I forgot the part of the story. I'm so sorry. Like no. all my years of Chinese heritage just like flew away, all my body. <laughs> no but person. something went. I, I if if you guys like know the accurate version of what I'm talking about like please just like educate my ignorant ass please because <laughs> I really want to learn my Chinese culture back but yeah, yeah. something Chin- went wrong I, I, I forgot what it was but something went wrong and instead of turning immortal she flew up to the, s- to the moon so oh. she jumped out of the window but instead of falling she flew towards the sky because Hoi was very angry and mm-hmm. Hoi decided to sh- try to shoot her down with arrows, but she failed. And yeah, that's how she became separated. And I think she was very regretful. I think that's why there's this 
like continuing there's this like ongoing motion notion of how she wants to reunite with Hori. I think that's where it comes from, the regret and the willingness to the 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 wanting to come back to Hogi. I think that's where it's come from. But mm-hmm. there's also some other like elements in the story that we didn't even know about. No. Like fun fact, there's something about the legend of the Jade Rabbit. Yeah. You know, just, the Jade yeah. Rabbit became Chang E's companion at, in the moon and he's constantly pounding the elixir of immortality in a large motor. There's also a woodcutter who decides to cut down a cassia tree, the giver of life. Oh my yeah, goodness. and reading all this online just five seconds ago <laughs> actually like made me really shocked at how much I didn't know like about this, the legend's stories. Same. <clears throat> Did you know about it? No. I didn't the woodcutter thing. I was just like, what? Even the rabbit of Like, okay, fun fact. We used to like... Before my mom baked mooncakes, we used to like buy like store bought or sometimes like our her friends gave it to us as like family gifts. So sometimes I look at the box, of course it's chunker. But uh, but there's also the part that you know like Jade Rabbit on it. And I was like, why is there a rabbit in there? I was so confused. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that he has a legend. I was like, What? I was confused. And the wood cover was like, I didn't know that further existed until you said it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I'm neglecting that guy. I'm neglecting that guy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know how we got to know about how we got to know about Jade the Rabbit and the person who's cutting down the the giver of life? You know how we got to learn about it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first time I had exposure to this was through a movie, it's on Netflix. It's called Over the Moon. Yeah. Have you guys heard of yeah. it? It's like pretty good, not gonna lie. It is, it is so good, my goodness. I would say this is probably the first time I had exposure to all these different elements. Right. And because of that, like, Over the Moon. Yay! So, Same. fun fact, Waverin and I, we both watched it together. <laughs> I mean, technically, I did watch it first, but but yeah, yeah. like we did watch it together after that, so mm. let's just pretend that we watched it together <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good idea. I'll, I'll guess I'll start with why I like Over the Moon, and I'll explain a little bit of it first. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? Actually, we should probably we should probably talk a little bit about the plot to <sighs> give the audience a little bit of you know um preface. Do you yeah. want to talk about the plot? Spoiler alert, by the way, if you don't, if you want to watch it but you don't want spoilers, like we're gonna talk about the entire plot. <laughs> Do you want to talk yeah. about the plot? I could, okay, or we could I, both talk about the plot and we'll just add in stuff. Mm. Like I'll explain the beginning half, then maybe we can explain like the middle part. Sure. Okay. So start with Fei Fei. Yeah, Fei Fei, my girl. Okay. So there's this. So the main character, her name is Fei Fei. She loves Chang'e so every night she and her mom we used to like tell stories about Chang'e uh, legends with Hoi and she, she had fond memories with her mom and dad and also they had like a mooncake business so every t- every time mooncake festival their, their business will will be uh, will be like accelerating because it was mooncake and but 
over the years, her mom started falling sick. Like, I don't know what kind of singer she had, but she just fell really, really sick. Um, so before her mom passed away, she gave her daughter a rabbit, a little baby rabbit. So of course, she named it Bungie. Bungie! So which is so cute. Like, oh, Bungie. But then after her mom gave her the rabbit, she was... I mean, she just fell sick and she passed away. So, yeah. But, okay. Then Fei grows up. But she was still, like, believing in her mom's story. Which I find it, like, oh my goodness. That is that is so remarkable. Because I feel like, you know, like, we mentioned this in our grief episode. Like, how people, like, forget their, forget, like, the, their loved one's stories. But I think when I saw Fei believing her mom's story, and I think, like, that is why it made me love her so much. Mm-hmm. So, she still gives tribute to her mom and all that stuff. But when she... So, okay, this one is her relationship with her father right now. So, her father, of course, he was upset that his uh, previous wife passed away. But he actually moved on and he found a new lady. Which, uh, I'm looking at the wiki now. Her name is Miss Miss Zhong. Oh my goodness, I'm going to butcher her name. I'm so sorry. Miss Zhong. And she had a son named Chin. And then Fei Fei's like, I don't know who you guys are but you should stay away from my family you know and in the worst part like her father was going to be was is already engaged to her so she's like she didn't get the clarity and she was just like why you know and she was so upset she, because her father didn't believe in Chang'e anymore so oh, no. uh, so she was felt like he's he betrayed her mom you betrayed me I think this is the like hundred times that I sang this on this podcast <laughs> before. It's just so convenient. I know, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a, that's a good song, but like, wow. Okay, so, so, so Fei is like, you know what? I'm just gonna like prove to my dad that Chang'e is still real. So she is actually a very, very smart kid. So she basically is really good in like science and maths. <laughs> Me can't relate. But... <laughs> <laughs> You can't relate. So, okay, so she decided to build a rocket that sends her to the moon to show that, hey, Chang'e is real. So, she, you know, she went to school and she take, like, I think, like, a rocket designing class or something. And then, like, she decided to, like, modify a bit. And let me tell you, her rocket resembles a Chinese paper lantern, which is in the shape of a rabbit. And I was like, oh, is that to represent Bungie? That's so cute. And you know what? The rabbit actually reminds me of like those rabbit jellies that they make. <gasps> they make the jellies in the in the shape of that rabbit. Oh, and yeah. I think that's super cute. Oh I think the, I think the rabbit has a lot more significance than it actually is because I see it everywhere. Not only in rabbits, but like in, in like clay and stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. it has a lot more significance. Oh yes, it does. So so after she designed the rocket, she's like, okay, I'm going to finally show my dad Chang'e is real. But this is where things start to go A-wire. Number one, she didn't realize that Chin, her supposedly stepbrother, is going, is, has, snuck in, has sneaked into the rocket with her. And she was just like, what the heck are you doing in my rocket? And that time when she was like trying to get him out, 
the rocket went out of control. Um, but and then yeah, they were they were yeah, they did went to the moon, but then they crashed instead of like landing it properly. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. So after they landed on the moon, they were visited by these spirits, which I don't know what they are. I'm so sorry, but they are spirits, love, basically. So they basically rescue them and they take them to this magical, musical, colorful world over the moon, which unfortunately does not exist in real life. It's Lunaria. Lunaria! <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show. Yeah, I know, right? That's my favorite part. Because I, 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 the minute, the thing that actually got me into the show was actually Chang'e performing. Like, the minute <sighs> I saw her performing Extra Luminary, I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just gonna be, gonna be one of my favorites for the rest of the time. Yeah. Nice. I was not mm-hmm. expecting that, honestly. Like, Chang'e to be a pop star singer and <laughs> having her backup dancers, the Lunettes, and having a entire, like, a kingdom, a country, whatever they call it. What do you call Lunaria? Like a place? I don't know. <laughs> Having her entire like subjects like just be such a great sport and like cheer her on. It's just like oh my god! Like she's such a pop star. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I know. Okay, why don't you explain the rest of the plot? Sure. So. Lunaria. Yep. So. <laughs> So, Fei is obviously, like, stoked because she's like, oh my god, Chang'e is real. I'm like, well, my theories are correct. I'm stuck on that, dad. But um, she decides to, she that she wants to take evidence because, you know, if she just says it without any proof, no one would believe her. So, nope. she wants to take a photo with Chang'e. Yeah. And then Chang'e is like, wait a minute, second, like, I don't do this for free, honey. Like, you gotta pay for paparazzi. And she demands from Feifei that she wants the gift. And Feifei is, like, so confused because, like, what are you talking about? Can you give me context? And she's like, no, I just want the gift. And you'll get your picture after that. And she's frustrated because Feifei doesn't know what's the gift. And she has to find out what it is, actually, before... Mm -hmm the last of the moon dust falls. And what that basically means is that there this, there's this, like, um, sand timer. Yeah. And if it ends, like, if, it, if, if all the moon dust falls, that means Lunaria would turn, how would I say this, dark and gray and soulless. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, Fifi's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have to give. And Chang'e's like, wait, you don't have to give? All right, if we're going to play it this way, let's put a price on it and tell everyone to hunt for it. And they all go on a hunting spree to find said gift. And Feifei immediately panics and is like, oh my god, we have to hurry up. And in order to get there faster, she actually um, crashes some biker chicks and she bribes them with like hi i know where the the gift is like if you take me there like we can like work something out meanwhile chin her stepbrother is staying back at at Mm -hmm. chang's place yep Mm -hmm. and 
uh, Chang'e actually challenged Chin to a game of ping pong. And I think this is also my second favorite part of the show because it is just so great to see them performing that song. And <laughs> it's just so fun. Anyway. It was so funny. Yeah. So um, we have a few B shots there where we can see that Chang'e is actually crying in despair because she will never see Hoi again. Yeah. And she's forcing jade rabbit to work on the immortality elixir real quick and and throughout that entire scenes we can see how she's yearning to be with hoi again and how she's really miserable actually even though she's surrounded by so much love so that's on the meantime meanwhile Mm -hmm. fei and the biker chicks they arrive at the rocket crash site uh-huh. And they discover this exiled Lularian called Gobi. And Gobi is just so cute. He's like, to me, he's like a, a glowing dog. So think glowworm, <laughs> but not glowworm. It's glow dog. Glow dog. Yeah. Yeah. So she discovers her Changi doll and she thinks it's the gift. So she's like, oh, hey, I have the gift. And the biker chicks grab the doll, steal it from her and leave them behind. Because obviously they want the, the prize. Yeah. So how Feifei and Gobi head back to Lenaria is on the back of giant toads. And I think that's super creative of okay. the author, mm-hmm. of the director to do so. Because this was really a cinematic scene. In my, in my opinion, it was like really aesthetic. I love this and scene. And stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is actually one of my favorite yeah. yeah. Same. When they catch up to the biker chicks, they accidentally destroy the gift so the doll is absolutely discarded and then at this point they're just devastated and they just give up in life and suddenly (sighs) gobi is like eating the mooncakes that feifei had in her bag and suddenly they find a broken half of an open jade circle and they realize at the moment that that is changi's gift Chang'e's gift. Oh. So they hurry up back to Lunaria's palace. They rejoin Chin and Bungie. They present the gift to Chang'e, who makes a full jade circle. And then Chang'e and Hoi are briefly united. But then Hoi ch- tells Chang'e she has to move on and fades away. Oh. And then Chang'e slips into the worst state of depression. And all the light in Lunaria extinguishes. Oh boy. This is the sad part. <sighs> so Dang. um Chang'e is in this like chamber of sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Feifei tries to reach out to her. But when she does that, she also becomes depressed. Because mm-hmm. the chamber does like really sad things to you. And she yeah. sees her mother. And <gasps> and you know, at this moment. They realize that both of them have to both move on from their tragedies. Mm-hmm. So Chang'e and Feifei, they both encourage them to find all the love around them. And I think I said that the previous the previous one was my second favorite scene. This is probably my my second favorite scene because it's just Aww. so touching, so heartwarming, and such a great message. Yeah. So the moment, yeah, the moment they, the both of them accept the loved ones of their deaths and acknowledge the loves around them, they restore back light to Lunaria. And then, um, ending part, Chang'e thanks them, gives them the photo. They go back to Earth and live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is just a great story. All yeah. in all, I oh love it so much. Me too. You know what I like about it? Hmm? What is it? Is that the thing is, this story is like actually quite simple if you look at it. Yeah. But to me, to me, why I like it is because of its cultural significance. Because if you see in every single scene, every single shot, you will get some of like representation and very accurate representation, by the way, mm-hmm. of our culture. Mm-hmm. And the moment I saw that, I just felt so seen. Yes. Because same. I could relate so much to it. And I was like, this is so accurate. I feel so represented. Yes. And I think that's so important because, first of all, if you live in a country where you are a minority, it is very mm. important for you to have representation, yeah, accurate exactly. representation, number one. Mm. Number two, I think it's great that they're introducing cultural significance to the world. and Because like even as a Chinese person myself who has Chinese blood and... Yes and ethnicity i didn't know a lot of these stuff honestly <laughs> but every Same. single thing inside there had its significance like even the spirits were the lions they're actually a famous thing even the <gasps> the rabbit shape even the jade rabbit even the yeah. the 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 part where she meets hoey even the cutting down of the cassia trees every single thing was yeah. culturally significant and i just felt so much more connected to my culture when I was watching this, and that's why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, another thing about accuracies, right, is that I was actually really shocked at how how accurate, like even the people were. So when I was watching this, you know, Chin, he uh-huh. he is literally the embodiment of my five year old cousin. <laughs> he is. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And the the time where they were having Tuan Yan, like all the the grandma, the grandpa, the aunties, the uncles. Oh my god! Exactly this- how my family is, and oh my god, oh my god. down wow. to the point. Like oh my god, everything was so on point. Like props is, to them, man. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I over feel the moon so is seen. so good. <sighs> so what do you like about over the moon? Oh my goodness, what I like about it. I mean, like you said, like, we are in a minority and we're like, we need like good representation in media. So I think Over the Moon did a very fantastic job. Like, even like before that, I didn't know like Jay Rabbit was the one in charge of that post. I was just like, what? Like, I knew there was a rabbit, but I didn't know what he does until like he was like making the post. I was just like, oh, you actually do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay and then uh the songs oh my goodness actually fun fact the songs in over the moon were actually uh he actually wrote on were untangled before so it's just like Whoa. oh my goodness mm-hmm. it was like yes finally some good songs and it was like every single song from the start to the finish was just so good and i think the significance of grief losing your loved ones mm-hmm. I think that's really really deep in a sense that I think some children may not understand but I think this film is like it's just so easy to like you know put like something so deep but you make it so simple yet they can still learn from it I think that's beautiful also the accurate representation of your of the relatives yeah, yeah. 
actually, kind of reminds me of my nephew, like Chin as well. Like he kind of reminds me of my nephew. It's just like, oh, <laughs> I mean, like yeah. what kind of bubbly, sometimes pretty annoying. <laughs> <laughs> And then, no, like, it, it it scares me. They look so alike. It's like, did you did you did my 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 cousin made a cameo inside the movie and he didn't even know it? Like, should I charge like royalties? Like copyright? Oh. Hello? Hello, you just stole my face. <laughs> I mean, like people wise, everything down to like the place because the place is a real place in China, by the way, and it's like oh, yeah, very yeah. accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. place to their actions even like them making the mooncakes the dates and the tanyan and the oh place God. everything it's it's entirely a hundred percent accurate oh and i'm not even living in china by the way i'm living in malaysia and still <laughs> i can still say it's so accurate so just Dang. imagine how how right it would be Dang. oh my goodness hey you know what if next time if we travel to china we need to go to that spot because i mm-hmm. think that spot is like i don't know where it is but I saw in your art book, yeah, the bridge and the buildings, it's all right, it's all accurate. And as a Chinese living in Malaysia, just like, I want to go there. Yeah, when I was watching it, obviously, I didn't think much of it because I'm Malaysian. But my parents immediately could point out which scene was which place. Like, they were like, oh, the bridge is this place. The tower where she sang on is this place. There was a field of like, I'm, I'm like a meadow of like, like yellow pretty corn yeah, things yeah. <laughs> and then my parents were like oh this is this place and then they saw the like monorail the train they was like oh this is this place and i'm just so shocked that that what? i mean like I'm, i don't think it's a surprise that my parents know it but like i'm just shocked that how accurate it was down to oh the point God. of like even even like places that is yeah. so cool. I didn't know they know the place. Wow. Okay, now I'm really now I'm really really excited to show my parents this movie. Because they fun fact they didn't watch this yet. So I'm really excited to show them after uh at night. So I'm really high. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hope you enjoy your family night. Mm-hmm. Same By the way, you. I also thanks. By the way, I also like agree with you on the on the on how well they carried out that message it was very insightful i in my opinion and it was really touching to see that scene i think a lot of young kids could be able to learn from this especially because it's targeted audience as young kids and yeah yeah anyway oh yeah the music yeah agree a hundred percent a lot of the music is actually instrumental but it's really really great as someone who was learning classical music not a while ago I did Ooh. do piano like growing up. I mm. really like could understand how well it was like written and I could really appreciate it. So nice. just on the top of your head, what are your favorite songs from like ranked <sighs> from just like pick pick three? <sighs> do you really want me to okay? <laughs> okay. Uh oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay. okay, if you if you can't, absolutely can't, then maybe, like, don't rank, but, like, pick three favorites. Okay, okay. This is, like, in no particular order, okay? I would say, uh, you know the song where Gobi and Feifei were, like, singing on the boats? <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's so wholesome. I like that song, just, like, it's, like, so simple, you know, it's, like, I was just like, oh, that's nice. And then... 
also cannot forget the iconic Ultra Luminary. Hello, uh, Ultra Luminary. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I love that song. And then this is a tie because I couldn't pick, I couldn't let the other go. So it's Rocket to the Moon, and the last song before the movie concluded. It was like, you know, Chang'e and Fei-Fei were singing in the mm-hmm. chamber. Yeah, because that was mm-hmm. just like, it started off like slow and like sad. And then like, she's like, time for you to let go. She's just like, oh my goodness. And then the part where she was singing, like, there's love around you. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah, my songs. Ta-da! How about Ta-da! yours? Okay, <laughs> so mine would be the more like famous, well-known ones. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. My favorite is the one and only Ultra Luminary. <laughs> like, do I even have to explain more? Like, it's just show-stopping, amazing, wonderful, um, well taught out, never the same, done, never done before. And yeah, it's just, to me, iconic, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah I, that's, that's one word that you could explain, that nice. you could describe it. It's iconic. Nice. Um, aside from that, I also really like Rocket to the Moon, obviously because that's just a masterpiece. Like it, oh, it yes. reminds it. It it seems kind of like Broadway ish, um, mm-hmm. because it had a build to it, and yeah. it had like a climax and a a breaking point. So it kind of reminded me of like, um, Out There from Hunchback, <gasps> and what else? Yeah, all those like musical songs that have a build yeah. to it. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And I also like Mooncakes, the song. So it's like dun 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 dun. And the reason why I like it is because when I first heard about it, it's actually I felt like they incorporated Chinese uh music and Chinese instruments like into it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Because to me it sounds very um traditional. Like yes. oh, who sounds like pipa sounds something like that yeah. because if you see like the short strokes and the staccato in it, that mm-hmm. sounds like the stroking of those instruments. You know what I mean? Yeah. So definitely like on point, even down to the music instrumentals, like appreciation, cultural appreciation, man. Yay. <laughs> nice. And and I think I I I know I said three, but I'll just add one more. It's called <laughs> Hey Boy. And oh. this is the song where Chin and Chang'e is ping-ponging. <laughs> so they're having a ping-pong competition. And ping-pong battle. Yeah, this song is, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the only rap song in here. Like, rap-ish yeah, right. song. Rap-ish. And yeah, I really liked it because of, I guess, the, the scene really tied it together. Oh, yeah. I really liked the scene. It was like definitely the the funny slash refresher part of the movie. Also, I like the fact that Chang'e is being a complete diva when doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just like, oh, he was like singing and she's just like doing her nail polish and she's just like, ugh. <laughs> Can yeah. you the good stuff? <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, no. <sighs> I love, yeah, I love Chang'e so much and I love Chin so much because he reminds me of my cousin. <laughs> Is that weird to say? Like he's just like, oh my god! I I know I, I said this for you. like fifth the fifth time, but like I'm not kidding you. He looks like my he looks and acts like my cousin, man. Oh my god! 
<laughs> oh my god. So next time if I see a cousin, I'm like, oh my god, your chin. <laughs> be like, I love. <laughs> I love like, like little, like like ah, oh, he's just like such a good boy, and he's like so energetic oh. and so full of fun, and like his oh. his, yeah. Anyway, nice. Cute. Cute. Oh my goodness. But honestly, though, every song is just it's just good. It's just good in its own way. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the better um, soundtracks. Yeah. To anyone who hasn't watched this movie, you better. Mm-hmm. Big props to um, the guy who created the soundtrack. Big props to the people who animated the pro- the, the, the the movie, the, yes. the the directors and everything. Huge, mm-hmm. huge applause to you because we both know how hard animation is. Yes. So, yeah. big props to you, you know. Yay. You made a movie that had accurate representation. Yes. Bomb-ass soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful message. Oh, yes. Applause. Really, really applause. Mm-hmm. The cast itself did a good job. Really, really. They really did a good job. Especially Philippa Su. Because if anyone who is like a theater nerd, you you would definitely know that she's in Hamilton. So when I first saw her, yeah! I was just like, oh my god, she's... <laughs> I think actually that's one of the reasons why I got to the film is because I saw her name. I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I was like, well, I did not regret it. <laughs> I, I oh fun fact, I actually didn't know because I don't I don't like search up the name of the the, ah. the characters after the movies. So when you mentioned that I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Like no way. Mm-hmm. She's the one who played Eliza. <laughs> Oh my god, I Nine love her. Yes. Look into your eyes and discover living a helpless. Oh my I god. I didn't watch Hamilton. I want to cry. <laughs> okay, but I know yes. the song, you see. Okay, my day just got so much better. <gasps> yes, absolutely. Props to her, man. Like, she's always in the best. She's always in the, like, best movies. The best. Know, right? Props to her. Excuse Go, me. Go, girl. Like, get that bag. Oh, yeah. When she killed the high note in Ultra Luminary, it was just like, uh, the part when she was, like, singing about Hoi, like, <gasps> no way. When we arrived. That part, it was oh just my like, God. uh, what after she said, Jade made a potion and then ignite. That, that part, she said, I rise. I rise. Yeah. I rise. Oh my god. My day just got so much better. I didn't know. My oh my god. I my swear to god, I didn't know it was her. Oh my god. No wonder her voice was so good. No wonder she was so iconic. Like that's why like, everything I had just to makes sense to me now. Wow. I had to tell you. No wonder. Like, oh my god. Wow. She's so oh, iconic, man. Good. Acting's amazing. Ah. She's so iconic, man. Oh, dang. Yeah, I didn't watch Hamilton yet. I'm so sorry, Hamilton fans out there. Soon, it's soon. Two, it's two hours, man. Like, I don't have to. <laughs> don't have soon, to soon. Maybe yeah. we'll even talk about an episode on it once, oh, you, my God. once you finish. Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. After okay. There's an episode that is upcoming, everyone. So keep an eye for that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, seeing as how 
Okay, I think we should move on. Seeing as how Mooncake Festival is actually three days away, do you have any plans this year? Because I don't, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, me neither. The only plan I have is just to like let my let my parents <clears throat> with the moon. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's so yeah it's so sad because like you made mooncakes right? Your mom made mooncakes. I think that's like that's that's. At least you're keeping up the spirit. I think in my family, it's just gone completely because of coronavirus. So, so screw you, coronavirus. Like, dang, I want Mooncake Festival back. I know, and my lanterns are accumulated with dust. So I, if I have the, if I have my own like money, I would probably buy my own future lantern. Nice. And also, yeah, the future fair. Of both of yep. us. Won't forget the fair. Mm-hmm. I'll I hold I'll work to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sign a contract. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Um, anyways, well, I mean like it's the on the bright side, even though we don't have plans this year, it's a bit unfortunate, but we do have plans for the following year. So I want to recreate that memories again with my <gasps> cousins, my family. We both have plans, which is to uh, make a festival in the far, far future. Um, <gasps> That's so cool. Yeah, I just, uh, I just have so many plans in my head. Definitely, I want to try making mooncakes because so far, I haven't made mooncakes. My aunts have done it. I've not done it. Yes. But I can. I think I can do a better job than her because I don't like. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like winter skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, here's the f- here's the thing. My my aunt always makes winter skin mooncakes, and like it's not it's not bad. It's good, but like preference wise, I just don't like it. I'm so sorry to anyone who likes it, but yeah. I like the brown skin one a lot more. I like the OG man. I'm like traditional like that. I'm classic. <laughs> No, so I never, <laughs> yeah, I never really liked the winter skin mooncake, but everyone keeps making it, and I'm just like, please stop. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right? You know, it's like I think like winter skin is also like very big thing, especially like I think there's one like uh I forgot what is the name of the mooncake brand. I am so sorry, but like I see in the you know like sometimes they have like mooncake booths in like malls. So sometimes when I go to the mall, just to like just to like visit their booths. I was just like look in the fridge because sometimes they have like the fridge with the mooncake, right? And I whenever I look inside, I'm just like, where's the brown skin? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and what's why they're so costly. And I'm like, excuse me, hello. Yeah. You sh- mooncake should be free, not charged. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Ugh. Well, I mean, you know, on the bright side. I guess they're really pretty, so I'll give them that, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe Fine. shame them enough. <laughs> it's time to give them a little doubt of the benefit. Uh, yeah, I do think they're pretty. I, I think most of the winter skin ones are like pastel colored. Mm-hmm. As, at least the ones that I've seen. And my aunt always makes them in like really pretty patterns. So I guess that's the only thing like being on display is how I like them. <laughs> that's true. That is true. But right. the brown skin one also have like flowers and like the lotus, which is super cool. And I think yeah. there's also like not only like mooncakes, they used to have like 
crap. I forgot what is the name of the biscuit. Cool. They used to they used to like make like you know like out of like mooncake extra mooncake batter. They used to like make it into like fish or like oh pig. I forgot. I'm so sorry. But yeah, they used to make it like fish, like, especially like koi fish, and it's like it's like it's like plain, but the but the crust is made from the mooncake batter. So I used to like last time I bought that, and it was just so nice. I ate the fish one. It was just like yum. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. I think mm-hmm. I heard of that before, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was mm. like, but I don't know if anyone still sell it. Probably not. I mean, hopefully, they better do. I mean, it's culture. You can't erase culture, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, school nice. people who try to erase culture, seriously. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Well, you know, look at us, you know, making plans, trying mm-hmm. to, trying to, um, you know, connect with our heritage, keep our culture up. Mm-hmm. You know, at least we're doing something right in our lives. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Out of the many, many things that have gone wrong, school. But at least, <laughs> but at least we have this to look forward to. I'm glad that we're both, you know, looking forward to the future and not dwelling on the past or mm. the unfortunate present that we have right now but yeah. you know just quick psa to everyone just a reminder please please do your part in being a good citizen on on getting the covid situation down yes, to oh my down because you know we would just want to celebrate mooncake festival again man like just do us a favor you know okay. we can all get through this together if we work together so please mm. be reminded of that and hopefully yeah. one day we can all host a really big mooncake festival together and we can all have fun COVIDless. Yeah. Also, don't forget our salary for a while. So maybe like after <laughs> we can have like sleepover. Who knows? Nice. Mm-hmm. So do you have any last words that we you would like to say to your audience, to our listeners today? Uh, I would say to anyone who's celebrating Mooncake, happy advance Mooncake Festival. But if those who are not and you guys want to like, just like get the feel, like basically just, just search it out because honestly, you won't regret like reading about everything. And also, please watch Over the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Selfless problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the same thing too. To those who are celebrating happy advance Mooncake Festival mm-hmm. and to those who have not tried out mooncakes yet, like, let me just tell you, it is life-changing. Mm-hmm. Like, just try it. It's sweet. It's 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 hard. It's everything you ever want. So, don't miss out on life. I mean, like, that's pretty good. So, mm-hmm. once-in-a-lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, this was really fun, um, today's episode, getting to share our culture with y'all. Yeah. I feel, I always feel really proud of my heritage and my culture mm-hmm. and just sharing it makes me feel so happy because these are actual real memories that I have and just reminiscing on them makes me so happy. So thank you for making us happy guys. Thank you for listening Yay. to our episode this week. Mm-hmm. And we hope that in the future we can also make you happy with a lot more other different topics on culture and festival and you know part and parcel of being a Malaysian. All right. Uh-huh. So once again Thank you guys so much and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for upcoming episodes. If you wish to connect with us, email us at twohotmessespodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at twohotmessespodcast so we can be friends. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye! Bye!